Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me, as he always does, is my good friend from the 31st century, Tim. Hello, it's me. I'm from the 31st century. I probably won't reveal anything about what mm. it's like there, but... Well, that's fair, I because can... time... Time, space, it's continuum, nice. and all that. I should have said, and with yeah. me, as always, is the love of my life, Tim. <laughs> oh, that would have been better. That would have been better. That would yeah. have been well, better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happens. Uh, we, uh, we, you know what? Our wives, are, our wives are satisfied. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it's better you didn't. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, well, hey, uh, do you have that? Did that mailbag ever make it back? Because um, we need to open it. It definitely made it back. It made it back, Frank. And uh, I'll see if I can open it. Hold on, let me a second. Frank, the zipper's broken. What? The zipper's broken. You mailed right, the mailbag to yourself, and now the zipper's broken. Hold on, that's what happens when things go through postage, Frank. <laughs> We're living in twenty twenty one. This is what happens. Okay, hold on. Ah, oh, yes. Go. Oh, we that got was- it. I was going to say, we can't replace this thing now. I mean, it's so late in the run of the show and the supply chain issues we're having. Like, I don't know. Anyway, Um, (laughs) Jeff writes to us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Jeff says, hey, guys, just a quick thought about Kara and her identity. First, I agree that by the end of the series, she will have revealed to the world that Kara and Supergirl are the same person. I think we're beginning to see that with her quitting her job at Catco. She's starting to cut the strings and responsibilities that she has as Kara Danvers. Second, I think William does know. As the great investigative reporter that he has been made out to be, he has to have figured it out. When he became embedded with the Super Friends, that's probably when he really put the pieces together, especially with Alex and Lena being part of the group. I think he's just playing it cool for now and figures that Kara slash Supergirl will let him know officially when the time is right. As you mentioned on the Nightmare episode, he didn't appear to notice anything different, but I also think he was almost too nonchalant about Supergirl showing up right after Kara left. But I could be completely wrong, and William could just be totally clueless. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with Jeff. Yeah. I agree with I, – I, I like – may, he makes a strong point that if he's supposed to be this great reporter, like better than almost anybody, then obviously, mm-hmm. you know – you know, but I actually like that he was too nonchalant about Supergirl showing up. I really dig that as a response. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, that he purposely was like, I'm just not going to play cool, play cool, going to react, not going to react. Oh, Supergirl didn't recognize you. Yeah, yeah, right. You could read it either way, right? You could read it as like, well, he didn't react. So so that means he doesn't know. Or maybe it's he didn't react because he was just trying to play it real cool. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I also I think Jeff makes a good point that she's already starting to cut the strings, you know, leaving Catco like she's she's sort of dismantling the person who is Cara Danvers and the things that that make Cara Danvers not Supergirl. Right. Um, mm-hmm. By by leaving the job. That's that's a major, major component of it. Um, yeah. Even spending most of her time in the back half of the season, actually, even in the front half of the season in costume. Yeah. Like she's yep. barely been. Cara Danvers at all this whole season 
So it's true. Um, it's not it's not surprising that she feels that she can cut that part out, but she's gonna she's gotta blend them together because she's yeah. not just Supergirl. She's she's both. Yeah, and that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you to everyone who writes to us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. We really, really appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you. Um, but uh, with the mailbag safely back on the shelf with its zipper back in working order, Tim, I believe it is time to talk vital stats. Vital stats, episode number 617. So that would be episode 17 of season six, a.k.a. the final season. It's the final season mm-hmm. this title i believe in i believe in a thing called love oh. okay thank you i was like you're not gonna if you're gonna sing you're gonna sing the right song right <laughs> i it, it was it was a bad medley but i'm glad that i accidentally went in that direction i believe in a thing called love just listen to the writers of the show dana horgan and nikki holcomb directed by jesse warren <laughs> um I believe the rating was four out of five. This is this is this um, is a stronger really, episode. I, really, I dug this episode quite a bit. It felt uh, more like Supergirl has it, 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 you know, more like the show than it has in quite some time. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the love. Yep. I think a lot of that honestly had to do with the love. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we, it was. It yeah, was, I mean, like it's great that Lex was back and everything like that. But what made what made this feel like Supergirl for me was the focus on each other, family, love. That's that was the good stuff. The character, the character stuff, like the the the, the character storylines and and the, the payoff to you know years of 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 storylines for these characters. That's what I yeah I agree. That's what for me makes it has always made the show like been its best and that that continued into this episode so yeah I, that plus lex just yeah made it one of the best episodes in in quite quite some time indeed so actually then let's share with each other and uh our our audience what our good bits are in the section we like to call that was a good bit frank cue the music okay uh i i love <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there music? Do you have anything that you can probably No, no, no. Okay, not. no. But you can leave it. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. no. We don't have that kind of time. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> the season's almost over, don't you know? Um, yeah, I, I loved. I lo- I hadn't noticed this before, so maybe maybe I'm just dense for not noticing it. But there's like a full on living room set up in the tower. Did you, did you notice? Like we're sitting yes. around. Has that been there? Yeah. Sometimes it's sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Okay. Depending, uh, I think I think it comes up through the floor probably. Um, sure. Sometimes they use that same open area as the training space yes um, right sometimes it's the living room yeah so like like that room uh, it yeah it's like a multi-function has... room but those chairs and the, yeah. the couch set up where they're just sitting around sort of having a family discussion uh at the beginning was like like oh okay cool all right yeah it's definitely most likely been there before i okay. i remember the furniture okay but either way it is cool and i like it i like it a lot um I do like that, like, the beginning of the episode is, like, it's all business, like, all superhero business. You go do this. You go find this. You learn this. And then Alex comes in. It's just John and Kara. And she's like, look what came in. And they're like, ah, it doesn't matter what we had. 
what's going on? This is the love. Like, world's in trouble. And they're like, you, Who cares? you're important. This is what I like to call in Supergirl the work-life balance TM. Yeah. Um, no one's no one said that here ever. Um, no, that's a made-up phrase but for really, the first time. But really, I mean, like, they, they, it, was, it was all, it's work, 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 work. And then she's like, here, I'm actually coming in with some really important news. And they were like, work's not important right now. Like, you're important right yeah. now. Yeah. And because, like, with Nixley, quote, being one of the worst people they've ever fought, blah, 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 like, for them to even stop and, like, because they could have, a couple episodes ago, they would have like, Alex, we don't have time for this. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah. It's true. So I dug that. I dug that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I, that Calling it the work-life balance is true. Like, they, they are good about, like, dropping everything. Like, no, this is more important. I, and I love that about them. Um. I also love uh, the uh, the Hans Gruber shout out, and then later on the actual Die Hard reference uh, in uh, in Alex's proposal. Um, I I just love that that was that continues to be a a theme of Alex and Kelly's relationship has been for for they've made those references throughout throughout and uh, and I love it that, that sticks around. Yeah, that was a nice call. It's a nice callback. The greatest movie villain of all time. Like that's something that we we watched happen. So mm-hmm. we've come full circle right into that moment, which I just think is lovely. Um, speaking of, I mean, it's great to just be back at Al's. Um, yeah, you know, when she kept saying Al's, Al's and I was like, time. I was like, wait, who's Al and why are they going to his house? Uh, and it's then the when, cantina. It's the, and we I was like, oh, why didn't you just call it the cantina? I don't understand why it's it's the it's the Candor Canteen. That's what we've been. That's the, it's the alien alien uh yeah yeah no yeah, I, she didn't call it that because yeah. because uh because it's the name we made up we yeah. call it that yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a great name though yeah it's still great yeah 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 i love it al's yeah i i and once i once i saw al i was like oh we've seen al before okay now i remember because i think we made oh yes we made jokes about it being like al the alien or something but um mm-hmm. but uh but just when she said it i was like why does she keep saying that like we should know who that person is and why we're why we're going there but then then it was very very clear to me uh once once they got mm. there and i loved esme being like yeah whatever as long as they have mozzarella sticks uh because cute. same right same. i know like i don't care what you do at this wedding as, as long, long as you, as you have, have mozzarella sticks. sticks yep it's really as long as you have good food i'm not i'm really not picky mm. um speaking of esme though i love when she was like don't you believe in love Al? i know <laughs> yeah. the guilt the guilt trip uh well, what's even better is that, like, they were, like, this is maybe a good bit for you later on, but, like, she was playing the game the whole time. Like, she knew exactly what was happening. Yes. He knew what was happening. And she's like, don't you believe in love? And he's like, yo, kid. I know. I'm like, I know. I'm in the, I already know. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> All good stuff. part of the plan. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I kind of love that um, time travel to the 31st century as being sort of reintroduced as a thing that happens on this show. You know, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's been around. We haven't talked about it, thought about it for a while. Um, but it's being reintroduced with, with Lex, I guess, coming from the 31st century with 31st century technology. And that feels like some, maybe, you know, we've had, you've had a pet theory that she's going to space or she's going to the future or something. Kara, I mean, Supergirl at the end of the series. So reintroducing 31st century time travel as a concept could be foreshadowing of that, right? Could be like, hey, as a reminder, this is a thing that is possible. 
So, like, don't be surprised when in three episodes from now she does that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe she goes to the 31st century to help clean up the mess that Lex and Nixley caused yeah. in that alternative future. I mean, there's a, there, there's a lot that it, there's a lot there could be. And but she's definitely not sticking around on Earth, whatever oh. that is. And I think you're right. There's some foreshadowing over there. Um, speaking of Lex, I love his I loved his line. Uh, Who could possibly match my wit, my flair, my unfiltered genius? Yes. Um, it's just he's just so fun to write for. You can tell. And yeah. I, you know, it's funny is that he's really in a lot of ways, really not the Lex Luthor of the comic books. Right. Lex in the comics is. A little bit more serious. He's mm-hmm. rarely fun like that. Lex of the um, Lex of the comics. Most depend who's writing him. But the, but for whatever reason, multimedia Lex is always mm. more fun than comic book Lex. Um, I, that probably goes back to Gene Hackman just yep. being such an influence on the character. And even though, like, there's a great example of like. He's nothing like comic book Lex, really, for the most part. But, like, his performance has just, like, seeped into what could be Lex Luthor. Uh-huh. And I um, I enjoy that. I enjoy that quite a bit. And so I think John Cryer, we've talked about this a lot, is really that perfect blend of comic book Lex and um, and original multimedia Lex. I agree. That's fine. I agree. I agree. Speaking of, speaking of funny Lex and funny Lex moments... I love when Nixley shows up um, at his place and is like, you know, bawling him out and saying, we'll never be friends and all that. And then she's like, get out. And he's like, but th- this is my home. And then she disappears. And he's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that just really good. But this is my good. Home. I mean, we really should have. We should we probably should have crossed out brainy quote of the week and done Lex quote mm-hmm. of the week, but it's fine. It's too late. It's too late now because I got more Lex quotes. I love Otis is back, and I love the Lex Otis exchange where Otis is like, "Why don't you just brainwash her?" I love Lexi style, which is a great I love Lucy reference. <laughs> um, and then he's like, "Forcing a woman into a loving you, forcing a woman to loving you is the underpinning of a toxic relationship." But you love toxic relationships, not as much as I love Nixley. <laughs> Just great. And like, what? Where did this Lex come from? <laughs> like, I uh, mean, we thought it was the love totem, but I still think it is the love totem. I just don't think we saw the effects of that. We'll get there. We'll get there. I have things yeah. to say about that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of totems, though, every time the courage totem is like, you have performed admirably. I don't. I don't think I said this already on the show, but every time I hear that, I think of you have chosen wisely from Indiana Jones and the. Yep, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, Carpenter. Speaking of, again, speaking again of the the totem, um, the fake totem. They were like, "We'll make a fake totem and we'll trick her with the magic and stuff." And I was like, "Fake Gryffindor sword, mm. Harry Potter, everybody, nice. Bring in the like a fake Horcrux, fake Horcrux, fake there you Horcrux. Go. That's, nice, nice. That's what it felt like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got? Uh, so much. They they really love on this show and and lots of genre shows. Fight scenes in churches. Fight scenes. In, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, uh, Star Girl actually had a fight scene in her church this go. season. 
Um, you know, there was this one, there was one in a crossover a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, yeah, this was a nice church. This was a new one. We had not been to this, this one This was before, a new one. Yeah. To my knowledge. Yeah. No, uh, um, I don't, I don't recognize it. I was trying to see, you know, could this be one of the, uh, the church, uh, from, uh, from Smallville where like the, the, um, uh, the, the traveler, uh, the, the Veritas arc where they, there was like a, something in yep. a church crypt. And I, I don't think it was, I think that was a set and I think this is a real church. Um, but like, yeah, this was too big yeah, to be a set. This was a real church, I, I think, but mm-hmm. you know, Kingsman, whatever, all kinds of church scenes. Um, exactly. Lover's lane. Lover's uh, lane. Actual with lovers talking in their cars at actual lover's lane. I thought that was cute. I loved seeing like, like that. the superheroes on a date in their car, just like hanging out. It's a stakeout, but it's also a date night. Yep. Well, when you're a superhero, you take the time that you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned this before, but I just love that not only was Esme on both sides of that proposal and like playing, playing both sides and, and, you know, when she's, when she was given Al guilt about it, that she was, she was in on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but William too, apparently William. So William, like Alex sat down and had a heart to heart with William about, uh, you know, will this work out? I was, I, I tried to be engaged once before and it didn't work out. And, and this is not the, the first time this season. I mean, William has been involved in, so he, he was part of a, a heart to heart conversation with, with Supergirl and Lena. He was part of a, another heart to heart with Supergirl and car and, uh, and Alex, um, just in the last few weeks, like this is maybe three episodes in a row where that's happened, where William sort of the outsider of this group of his friend group, you know, um, as much as he is hung out with them at karaoke and whatnot. Um, he's not that close with the rest of them and he'll just sort of sit in and be a part of a conversation with the two sisters. Um, and that was, that's well, interesting. In some ways he's an objective, in some ways, you know, he's an objective third party because they're so entrenched in each other's lives and he, he's the newbie. And so he, he can it's take, true. and he doesn't really, at least he's pretending not to know both sides right. for a long time. And so he's like kind of just, you know, easing his way in. So before he dies, of course, probably. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or so, goes to the future. Who knows? I mean, yeah, or uh, yeah, or dies. Um, it's fine. Um, what if he becomes uh, the 31st century's the... greatest reporter? Good for him. That would be great. I mean, he won't because he'll die. But <laughs> he could win a 31st century Pulitzer. In, in heaven. <laughs> when he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, his funeral is going to be at that church. Oh, there you go. Okay, there it is. It all that. connects. Uh, um. What I for I can't I'm blanking. What is the name of Nixley's sidekick? Um, Mitch. What's his Mitch? Thank you. Um, I liked Mitch's line where he's like, where he's got a black eye, and he was like, I was doing research, and a book fell on my face twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I know. But right, look, I found true, that the love I'm... totem is in this church. See. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Lucky me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Let me see. Ah, um, I, okay. You mentioned that, uh, Lex is in love with Nixley and, and, and is that, is that related to the love totem? I'm not buying it. I, after the love totem is, is destroyed, he still was acting that way. And Lex Luthor is, and this Lex Luthor in particular, I'm talking about is like fundamentally not capable of love. I, I really believe that that they have made it pretty. They've gone to great lengths to show that he doesn't like or love 
anybody, not his mother, not his sister, not anybody. Um, all he is ever out for is himself. He's, he's said as much. Um, so when Brainy at the end of the episode is suspicious and he's like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like what's, this doesn't make sense. I'm with Brainy. Something's off. Something's off. And I, I, I don't either. It's, it's Lex has been, he's under another imp's spell or something, uh, or hell, he's under Nixley's spell from the future or something, or he has an ulterior motive. Like he has another motive and powers for himself. Yeah. Like he wants to help her because she has the magic to do it. And then once she does it, he's going to take the all stone. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't believe that he is actually in love with her. Maybe he thinks he is. Maybe he's been charmed into thinking it. But I don't think he actually is. It's either either he's under either he's being fooled. I just don't. I. Yep. I just don't believe it. I don't believe his reasons. He's like, you know, like no one matches my, my my wit, my flair like this. And I'm like, she's. She doesn't, though. No. Like, she doesn't match. Like, think about, like, the even the season, like, the stuff that she's done and, like, what her plan is or whatever. And I'm like, it's not even close to season four, Lex Luthor. Not even right. close right. to, like, the amount of manipulation that he played off of everybody. Like, it's just, yeah. I'm sorry, it's just, like. It's just not the same. Yeah, and, and, like, Rain was a way more formidable opponent. I mean, she, like, knocked Kara. I remember the the, the 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 sequence during, like, the Christmas parties or whatever when they were, like, flying mm-hmm. through walls and stuff and Kara got put into, like, a, yeah. a, a, a coma. You know, like, she, is, well, she was a way more from physically formidable opponent than, than Nixley is. Yeah, Nixley is certainly maybe more emotionally formidable um, because it's it's a bigger range of yeah. emotions that they're dealing with. But um, it's just that the weight isn't there. Yeah, yeah, it's and not. So I don't believe. so I don't believe that she's Lex's e- the, equal the way I don't. that he says that she I is. I don't either. The way that he let that love totem go... Right to, to to protect her, he was willing to let the totem go, and be destroyed. Um, that's not something Lex Luthor would do unless he was being, you know, uh, manipulated. Uh, you know, again, a, a magic spell of some kind, since magic is such a big or wanted thing. to manipulate everybody into thinking because that. right. Be, and and he knows that the that the that the thing is coming back and the totems can come back, so I can see, I, I don't see him doing it for selfless reasons. I can see him doing it to make himself look selfless, you know, to 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 sell it because he knows the totem can be regenerated. So I can just make it look like I'm being a hero, and I still get to get the totem in the end. Um, mm. so I, I just don't. I think something's up there. Is all I'm saying. Something doesn't smell right. You go. Uh, I like that Kelly and Alex had the same plan proposal. I think that just delivers their perfectness together. Beautiful. Um, and I like, I, I just loved that whole love fest and I love that Kara and Jean and, and Brainy were there to witness it. I think that is really, I think that's really important, um, for everybody. Was Nia, was Nia there? I think so. I she think they were all right. Was she not? I didn't realize she wasn't there. Oh, I, I felt like virtually everyone in. was there. Even Esme was there, which I thought was so sweet that they had their their newly adopted daughter be witness to the whole thing. I, th- I agree. I thought that, but anyway, so I think the whole, I thought that whole thing was really was really nicely nicely done. It didn't. Sometimes the um, proposals on television shows, especially superhero shows, feel really forced um, because it's what the whole episode ends up being about mm-hmm. with the side thing. But I like. I think it was given equal parts here instead of. 
like, oh, it's a proposal, but this person we've never heard of is going to ruin it right. or something. Like, it's, it wasn't really about that this time. So um, I loved that very, very much. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't you do one more? I've only got one more left. So why don't you why don't you round us out with another one of yours? Okay. Um, I just liked Lex versus, versus the Martian Manhunter as a comic book fan. I just really liked, you know, obviously he fights, he's fought them before, but there was something really fun to see lex versus manhunter as a green figure yeah like that's just com- comic books to me and they and were I, sort I of going that. at it one-on-one at one point so that was that was really mm-hmm. cool yeah that was very cool we if you hear how how powerful jean really is for him to go one-on-one with Le- for lex to hold his own right speaks to the vo- speaks volumes of lex's capabilities it's true it's very true, yeah. And he wasn't even wearing the full Lexo suit. He just had the the gauntlets, right? So, like, that's right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was cool that he wore a purple suit earlier in the uh, in the episode. That was neat. A lot of purple. A lot of yeah, purple. He's been wearing a lot of purple. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love um, that. I have one more. Go for uh, it. Do you want me to go? Or yeah, do you go for it. Go, go for um, it. I just like Jean asking Ismay if she wanted a Shirley Temple. I thought that was really sweet. Because he's Grandpa Jean. I know. And he so knows cute. how to make Shirley Temple, which I thought was even cuter. Yes. Yes. She's handing out the champagne and she's like, what about me? <laughs> I love it. Would you like a Shirley Temple? Yes. And I love that she's I already know. like, they already have like a, a relationship, right? And he, and she's like, yes. Like they already have a playful, fun relationship and it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, uh, so Andrea goes snooping. Akrata. Akrata's back. She was she was in her Akrata uh, uniform. Yep, um, yeah, that's twice that she snooped in Lex's mansion as Akrata. That's right. That's right. Season. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she finds a journal this time. Um. Yes. And so I screenshotted it. Um. From from the episode, and I'll put a link to the to the screenshot in the show notes. But there's a poem here that presumably Lex wrote. Um. I will make oceans bear the burn, burn, burn the skies above turn black. We shall rule together. My love, my love, Uh, cruel debts to any who attack. You are the imp. My heart. Uh, It's covered here by the, by the bookmark in the end thing. You are the heart. My OMG. It looks like OMG. You are the imp. My heart. OMG. Um, yeah, uh, the, the only being in all the universe I adore. Yeah. I cannot conceive of a distance or something with you together. There's nothing we, we can't, can't do. I I'm assume. Gonna, or I'm, I'm with you. Do you, you. Yep. Your madness lights the sky. Your brilliance engulfs me whole. I will never find another. My love, my heart, my soul. Time marches in all directions. It matters not to us. We are eternal. No, we are eternity. eternity. That's the kind of element English teacher, and I have to decipher people's writing yeah, without without I, much. I, I just I feel like I feel like. Um, that Lex doesn't write poetry no. and something's a vowel. Something's off, man. Yeah. That's not Lex. That's not the Lex we've seen in this in this show for three seasons now. No. It's a yeah. nice poem though. It is. Pretty good. It's it's creepy, yeah. but it's nice. Um anyway. Mm. So it, it that, to me that that feels I mean, either he planted it because he wanted it to be seen. Again, because he wants to be seen as a as a as a good guy of some kind, or he's being controlled by somebody. 
there's no way that he doesn't know that Andrea is sneaking into the mansion. Like that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, he has to know. And if he knows that she did it the first time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. it's a plant like for for this time. That seems, it has to be. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. that's it for good bits. Um, Which would maybe teach Andrea a lesson. Yeah. Well, you'd think she would have learned it the last time. We'll but... Talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no anyway. Professor Comics Corner this week, but we you do have a why was that a decision? Yeah, it's not really why was that a decision. Like I wasn't upset by it, but I just this the it wasn't a good bit, but it wasn't a bad bit either. <laughs> so, but just the so when Nixley is trapped in her the magic circle, and all the super friends are there, they have the worst shots in any universe I've ever seen. <laughs> like stormtroopers shoot better than the super friends. I've seen stormtroopers hit their mark more than what they were doing. One person, and all she's doing is flipping back and forth, and there's however many of you firing stuff, like, come on, what are you doing? By gosh. Anyway, that that was it. I saw his poor. My frustration with... Yeah. They just forgot how to superpower. Uh, apparently, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not not their finest, not their finest hour, I suppose. But. No, it wasn't. But I also I understood why. Yeah, you know why it was all set up from the, from a television point of view. But I was just like, she's right there. She's right there. She's Come on, right there. you're looking at her. It's like the it's like Halloween Kills. Yeah. He's right there. <laughs> like, what is your problem? I don't know if anybody's seen Halloween Kills or if you know anything. I'm sorry if it's spoiling for anybody, but like he's literally right there. What is your problem? <laughs> How are you all this dumb? Like, just, I mean, yeah, I kind of figure that has to be what happens, right? Because otherwise, yeah. yeah. Um, well, we mentioned Brainy Quote of the Week. I, I threw one in the ring that I'm not really sure is is really much of a nominee. Um, when when That's why I said it should have been Lex. Lex had better it really should have been Le- than Brainy all the way through. Yeah. But what is yours? Because you have one and I have one. I, I'm like, is this even one or nah? I don't know. Um it's uh, when Lena is going to be protecting Supergirl from the uh, humanity totem, um, and they're in the field. They're about to. She's about to. to uh, Supergirl's about to unleash the totem on on Nixley, and she's like, "Are you? Are, are we good?" And Brainy's like, uh, "She's getting her emotions in check while she's got like a big pillar of fire in front of her." Um, yeah, that was fun. It was that was funny. funny. It was pretty. It was it was it was, it was yeah. played for laughs. I'm not sure if that really counts as like part of the week or not, but it it was it was something. Yeah, the only one that I I kind of pinned on was um when the they're looking at the love totem after it's been quote unquote destroyed, and uh, he says it's not giving off fifth dimensional energy like it should be, and you know it turned black. <laughs> and I just thought I just thought his delivery was fun. And that's uh, that's all she wrote. That's it. Oh, she wrote this. Oh, okay. I thought we uh, wrote yeah. these notes. Well, actually, yeah, no. Oh. Dana and Nikki wrote it, Frank. Oh, okay. I don't know what you're oh, sure, uh, sure, you're sure, talking sure. about. All right. So, Storytime Village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's Storytime Village. So, the abuse and limits of power from within and without, I think, actually links to overcoming fear, grief, pain, and anger because it's this episode is really about Lex Luthor, the abuser, and everybody dealing with the uh, like physical and mental abuse that he has inflicted upon them over either several you know several days to several years or most of their lives, uh, and so that's kind of the abuse of power. But it all wrap, but it's really not about 
Lex's abuse of power. It's more about people dealing with that and overcoming that pain. And so uh, we're just going to talk about it in that section. But let's actually start with Nixley because I thought it was a, I thought there was a more interesting dynamic with Nixley than I've seen in quite some time in this show because uh, you know she's kind of just in some ways she's kind of reactionary. She's like, okay, there's a. This is happening, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to go here, and like, there's not really much of a huge plan apart from finding out where the totems are. Um, but I, her reaction to Lex when he like talks to her at the beginning, and she's like, "Oh, you're Lex Luthor. Like, you're you sent Kara to the to the Phantom Zone, and I really don't like men sending women to yes. the Phantom Zone." And and so this is really Nixley reaction to Lex is really an abused woman who recognizes an abuser yes. in front of her. And I just thought that opening, like that was powerful. Um, and it kind of unravels a bit, but that's also in some ways the mastery of Lex Luthor because he, he wrapped her it, like she's strong and recognizes the abuse, but, but then he tricks her into getting her his way anyway. And, and that's so, his abuse like, at, at, at play, right? Like he's able to manipulate even when she is so um, determined not to, not to be an ally with him. um, He still sort of gets his way. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, so like, even like he's, I mean, let's, let's for the sake of the argument, let's say that he really is in love with her. Right. Mm. And so he like sends out his protect, you know, like the, the drone to, you know, followers so he can protect her. And like, he's like, I'm protecting you. And she's like, you're stalking me. And I like the, like the yep. distinction between those things and the, the perspective and the lens that were brought to each of those situations. And then, so, um, you know, when, so when Lex tells Nixley that like, Oh, you know, in the future we're this, we're that, we're all these things, you know, and you're no longer, you're no longer carrying the burden of the Allstone. You actually uh-huh. are a happier, better person. And is that truth or is that is that Lex's manipulation to get what he wants? You know, because she but she so wants to believe that, you know, that like she can actually be relieved of her pain. She believes the abuser. And so I just think it's truly demented that mm. like Lex like like loves Nixley, maybe doesn't. But and he's the one that helps her move through her abuse. It mm. might be to his own end, mm-hmm. but in the, the by the end of this episode, he's helping her move through it, and that's just the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. It's it's all so messed up. It's so messed up. Um, he is yeah, he is oh so gross. Yep. Um. So then there's Lena, um, who loses control of her magic once she sees Lex because she's rap- grappling with the emotional abuse of, you know, that Lex has had on her for so many decades, and Lena's anger at Lex manifests itself in her magic. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's like, uh, you know, she's like, oh, my emotions are tied to the magic, and so if Lex is present, then I can't control my emotions, which I thought I could, and I'm going to repeat my mom's mistakes and blah 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 blah. blah. But she relatively quietly proves to herself that Lex has no hold on her because she gets the magic to work despite Lex being there. And so like, she really is ready to move on from, you know, the, you know, the pain that he has inflicted upon her. So I think, you know, I think like she already has and forgot. So it's like, she, she did it again. 
uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was good. I liked that. I kind of got when Lena says when Lena says that that you know at the, at the very end of the episode that like oh Lex really does have no more hold on me. I got kind. I don't. This might be. I might have just misread the vibe, but I got kind of unsettled vibes from that like there was there's more there's more to come from that like she thinks that she's like well the magic worked so i'm over the lex thing but like i feel like there's another shoe to drop um Uh, probably or maybe even that she's like she knows that it's not she knows that it's not over but she's also okay with him getting hurt because she hates him that much uh maybe i don't know um i don't know but i got i got some some unsettled vibes we always think that it's over until it's not. I think that's a really important part to remember about Lex that you think it you think it's going to be okay, but it it's not. And that's just life too, right? Like when you've had traumatic, you know, he's traumatized Lena. So like she may think she you may think you're over your trauma, but you're not maybe not over it. You're dealing with it, you're coping with it but you may not be over it. And that maybe that's what that, maybe that's what it'll end up being that like she, she thinks it's over, but it's, it's just that she's found a new way to cope with it for, for the time being or, or something to that, uh, right. that effect. Well, that's the adult, that would be the adult way to, uh, to look at it because yeah. you're never really over yeah. these things. You know, you just cope and those are, those are really two different. You learn to live with it. Things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll learn to love them, says Pumba. Um, <laughs> Brainy is reeling with his past mistakes from Lex, right? He doesn't want to contact the Legion out of fear. Um, and so he's like, you know, like he made the wrong, he made a lot of wrong mistakes with Lex mm-hmm. before last season. And he's like, I really don't want to go about doing that again. So there's that like anti trust, you know, like I can't trust myself to make the right calls and it's fear and it's pain and all, all those things. And, um, and Kara, same thing, right? Kara has um, PTSD from her time um, in the Phantom Zone. Like when the Dream Totem is activated, she sees Phantoms because she's really not over that yet mm-hmm. either. Lex kind of is a trigger for all of those things. And then William, who practically died at the hands of Lex, is also just like quietly like, yeah, it's not when Lex Luthor's involved, there's no guarantee that there's like a tomorrow. So right. you just got to keep, you have to. You know, no future is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's yeah. It's all powerful. I mean, it's it's crazy. That's why being when when they're like, "Oh, Nixley is the worst we've ever faced." Obviously not. Yeah. If you're all grappling with this, yeah, from one person, right? Like, and and so, and it doesn't even really like. I mean, like, obviously, Alex and Nia and Jean have also been affected by Lex, just not as deeply. Yeah, so, yeah. from the be like, Nixley's the worst. Like, she's clearly not. Yeah. Stop saying that she is because she's not. She's not. But I, I, I think more, that just saying it doesn't make it true. They, and I, maybe they'll realize that part. I think half the problem is that they think that she is, and so they're approaching her in the wrong way. And I think that's part of the problem that they're facing. They're not looking at her in the light she should be given. You might be right. So you might be right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Jean also um, does some stuff with the courage totem, which I thought was actually a really nice way to wrap up his entire character arc from the show because he's always been about dealing with the grief mm. of his past. And so this is actually a really strong moment for Jean um, in which he overcomes his 
fear of you know the genocide on Mars, and it's not about like he left. He felt he left his daughters to die, and this time he didn't. Um, in this in this um, simulation or whatever from the from the totem, which. I don't have my problem, you know, like we've talked about the slingshot sling thing on a previous on previous episodes, but I will say he was framed nicely within that within that why. That's true. It was they yeah. used it, used it to their advantage. And I appreciate that. Um, and so and of course, we know that, you know, we talked about this before that, um, you know, things are done for an audience that maybe don't need an explanation. And so you get the slingshot instead of the sling and sure. blah, blah, blah. It's I'm, not getting, simplest, I'm not getting into this again, Frank. It's the simplest yeah. route, right? It's the shortest distance between two points. Correct. Correct. And I mean, if it was a sling, you wouldn't get that sweet. You wouldn't get that sweet framing device. Very true. So it was, it was all worth it in the end, Frank, I think. Um, anyway, th- they all learn. Of course, at the end, that the best way to overcome fear is with one another. Nobody says El Mayara, which felt like a waste. Like, hello, like you're. It, 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 right? it kind of reminded me of the MCU Spider-Man, where they're like, you know, with you know powers, there comes you know certain you know stuff you should. Do. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're like duties, just say responsibility. Yeah. Like what duties? <laughs> yeah, like. Just, just say it. Like what? Like yeah. Um, what is the problem? I mean, I guess the Andrew Garfield movies don't say it either. You know, he says it in a different. He paraphrases it. Does he not he say said, it in those think, movies? Uh, Uncle, no, Uncle Ben says something about like your father believed that those with great power, like had the responsibility to do something with that power. It's like some kind mm. of like some kind of paraphrase like that. And um, that's why it's my least but, favorite uh, Spider-Man version. The Andrew Garfield one of the three film versions, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, so the paraphrase is worse than not saying it at all. Yes, interesting. Yeah, so, interesting choice. That's the decision I've made right now. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't think. Ask that, me I again; I might have a different answer. But right now, that's how I feel. That's really not a judgment on whether you like Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, or Tobey Maguire. I mean, that's not the more. reason just, I do. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's was, not the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> the one and only reason. Not, no, no, not the jam-packed, just, crappy story of the second one. Oh, no, God, it was the. Uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about Spider-Man, Frank. I honestly Maybe don't know if Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man talk, Two or but, Spider-Man Three. I don't know which movie is worse. Oh, it's Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I, I kind of think, think so, but I'm not I sure. Think, Spider-Man 3's story is okay. I just don't like I just don't like what they did with with certain characters. Sure. I don't like their, yeah, their I agree, I agree, but the I agree. story itself is okay. The story of Amazing Spider-Man 2 is no good. Yeah. However, it is so pretty. It is. Like the Amazing Spider-Man has, has the best cinematography of any Spider-Man movie. I will give you that. But I will the, agree with that. Yes. Yes. That that franchise those two but, films had had the best Spider-Man cinematography. Uh, uh, yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> Welcome what? to Beer with Geeks. We're two geeks geek out with beer. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's talk. But I, I agree. Elmayara, uh, not saying it, wasted wasted opportunity, missed opportunity. Um, yeah. Can we talk real quick? But it was uh, great to see those CG uh, Mars again, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was great one. to see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that it was actually so cool. reminded me. I was like, "Wow, the CG was really good." Yeah, like yeah. all those years ago, like they really put money into that. Yes, like, but 
That I mean, that yeah. first season they really put money into it. Except for Red Tornado, they put a yeah. lot of money into. That. Except for Red Tornado, what? I don't, I don't know, know what that was. Why? I still don't know what that was. I don't. I still don't know. If what we I ever, at. if we ever get to talk to like Berlanti, that's my first question: Is what the hell was with Red Tornado? What was that about? Tornado. Um, no, I mean the, it was the rest was fine. He looked okay with the powers, but like, what was with that suit? I don't understand. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about, Frank. We're here to talk about Supergirl, not Supergirl yeah. season one. I want to talk about unbiased journalism, the importance of truth, and the, the dangers of moral relativism because apparently Andrea knows nothing about these things. Nothing. She literally knows nothing. She has learned no lessons. Every time she learns a lesson, forgets it. Forget it. She I, didn't do the homework, so the lesson she learned that day, forget it. Forget about she, it. It's out of her brain. She did not understand the assignment. Um, no. Uh, man. No. And it's always her reporters. It's always It was Kara for the longest time, and, and, and William was part of that, too. And now now he's he's holding down the fort on his own. Uh, I, I actually did like that Andrea was like, I already lost one Pulitzer winner. I'm not going to lose another one. Um, I, I, I appreciated that line. That was a, a, a nice acknowledgement of that. But she gonna. But she gonna. he's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be when his heaven Pulitzer. Um, but, uh, right. but uh, I mean, really, she learned nothing from the. And William tells her, like, the Lex Luthor trial. Remember the whole thing where we printed a story before it was before it was born out in court and then it turned out we were wrong. Remember that whole thing? Remember that huge embarrassment? And she's like, oh, who cares about that? We're going to do it again anyway. She's the worst. I just she's don't the worst. Get, if William it, is the best journalist, then Andrea might be the worst. It might be the worst. It's just un... Mm, it's so hard for me to understand how she really acts that way, thinks that way, and acts that way. But she's... I mean, it's it's she's, it's real. It's real. It's who she really is. Um. So yeah, she's learned nothing apparently from that. Um, she's she's snooping around Lex's place again as a crata uh, and finding his his weird weird poetry, um, and and the way she, the way she, yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling she's gonna she's gonna use it. She's gonna print it or something. Um, but we'll see. Um, Absolutely. But but we got a, a bit of a twist with William and and his his source on the inside of the Luther estate. Otis. What? I can't believe that. Um, set up? Yeah. Probably. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, which is going to make Andrea look even stupider when she publishes more inve- like incorrect information. Mm-hmm. <sighs> William's death is on her. I blame Andrea. Uh, Otis might kill him. Otis might be the uh, one to kill him. Somebody's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. Lex wants the the pleasure of doing it himself, because he wants to kill uh, journalistic integrity uh, metaphorically and 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 literally, quite possibly, yeah. it could be any of them. We'll find out. William's death. Will it be next week? We'll find out. Mm. Um, but first, let's talk about where people can find yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll get into yeah. some theories about about next week, and and we'll watch the trailer, and uh, and get into everything we see in the trailer and what we think that means. You know, guys, there are only three episodes left. Um, and that's, that's that there's only two more weeks, two more nights that Supergirl will be airing, right? We've got episode 18 next week and then 19 and 20 are airing on the same night. Um, it's going to be a two part, two hour finale. Um, so, so we've only got two more episodes of Supergirl TV talk left, which is, wild um hard hard to believe it's been a 
you know, six, seven year journey um, for, for us on this show. And it's just, it's, I know we say it every, but it's just so strange that it's coming to a close, it's been a part of our lives for so long. But um, if you don't want to stick around for it's the trailer. 67 years. That, yeah. You said 67, right? Six Not six or, or seven. It's, it's, yes, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been 67 years since we started this show. Yeah. feels like that, yeah. truthfully. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very tired. I was knee high to a knee. Yeah. Not, for, not from you, Frank, just because... I've got a baby downstairs. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, not not getting much sleep tired. these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if you're not sticking around for a trailer TV talk, thank you for listening. You can find us at supergirltvtalk.com. Mail at supergirltvtalk.com if you want to uh, be part of our mailbag segment and hear your your thoughts heard on the show. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at TV Supergirl. You can uh, uh, rate and review us. Anywhere you find your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts, but also on, you know, Castro and Overcast and Spotify and Stitcher and uh, Pocket Casts and Dogcatcher. And I don't care where you get your podcasts. We're there. And uh, you can uh, rate and review us. You can support us uh, other ways like monetarily. If you want to help us keep making not just this show, but other shows that we make as well at the Thought Bubble Audio Network, you can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. And head on over to thoughtbubbleaudio.com to hear some of those other shows. But uh, the time has come for Trailer TV Talk. Let's take a quick listen to the audio from the trailer. There will always be people like me and the super friends to stand up to you. And that was the audio from the trailer for episode 18, Truth and Consequences. Uh, and, uh, okay, so it looks like William is getting kidnapped. Yeah, he's kidnapped. He's probably going to die, Frank. Do you think he'll die in, in, in episode 18 so that we can have a, a episode 19 and 20 where we just forget about that ever happening and we can just celebrate the end of the show? Like, oh, so sad anyway. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think it's gonna. I don't think we'll forget about it. But I do think that he's going to die in either this episode or the next one. I don't think he'll die in the finale. I think that's too cutting it too. It just close. feels like, but then we, we, you can't have like a funeral right before the finale. Like I don't know. I guess you, could. you can. I bet you. I bet you there's a funeral in the finale. Uh-huh. I bet you. All right. I bet you. All right. Yeah. I bet you. And then she's like, and that's where she's like. This funeral has made me realize I have to go to space. <laughs> William name. was actually my one true love. <laughs> and yeah, now my I... name is Cara Danvers, and I'm a refugee on this planet. Yes. And now I have to not be anymore. And I'm leaving it. Goodbye. Yeah. Yep. Um. I I think that's what think that's what's gonna happen. Mm, mm. Um. But anyway, so there's so so he gets kidnapped, and he he has some platitudes about never giving up hope. Super friends will n- never blah blah blah. You know, never give like up, that. never surrender. Yeah, indeed, great movie. Mm. Um, bachelorette party for, for yeah, Alex. I would I, assume. I I thought it was. Um, I thought it would be a an engagement party, perhaps. But the description, actually, I should read the description. Uh, says otherwise. The description says three episodes left until the series finale. Supergirl is determined to keep everyone safe from Lex and Nixley, so she doubles down on patrol, especially as Alex and Kelly's bachelorette party is coming up. Alex is torn between duty and finally allowing herself the time to enjoy her new family. Brainy receives heartbreaking news and William clashes with Andrea. 
over her uh, recent coverage of Lex. So it is a bachelorette okay, so a party. Things to break down. Yep. Uh, and Andrea definitely is the worst reporter and or journalist in the entire world yes. because she did not learn her lesson. No. Um, and Alex is torn as she usually is. Yes. In some way. Uh, and Brainy is going to hear some heartbreaking news from home. Can I, can I, can I say what I think it is? Yeah, that's what this I segment think is Saturn, for. I, th- I think Saturn girl is dead. <gasps> and I think that Brainy's going to learn about that, which means Monel is available. Oh, interesting. 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 That's right. Cause Monel and Saturn girl were, Hanging out, they were married. They were married in um, in season. They have kids. Three, they're married, but they're, they, they, we don't know if they have kids, right? I don't remember. I don't. Actually, I don't remember kids being a thing. I just remember question. a marriage. Um, hmm. <laughs> um, that's interesting. We do have the descriptions for the finale as well. Yeah. Throw. Yeah. Let's let's talk about. I, that. I'm gonna real quick yeah. just run through those. Uh, so there's two episodes. Six nineteen. The last gauntlet. The penultimate episode kicks off the two-hour finale for Supergirl. In the penultimate build-up to the season finale, Supergirl and the Super Friends take drastic action after a loved one is kidnapped by Nixley and Lex. An unlikely ally steps in to help the team. So we have a a, a kidnapping of a of a loved one, and okay, so yeah, okay, so so Esme yes. is the one that's going to get kidnapped. Hundred percent agreed. Right. Hundred percent agreed. Yep, yeah, because. Because if she's the last gauntlet, then that's the love totem again, I guess, that is on her neck now as the, you know, in the yeah. tattoo form. Yeah. Because William has already been kidnapped, according to this episode, right. the third to last episode. Um, and then uh, the unlikely ally is Otis. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Otis. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. I like that. I wonder if like the he the courage totem or the humanity totem or something impacts him and he that's interesting. I like that. Maybe or maybe like maybe it's not a, maybe he's not a setup. Yeah. You know, with William. Maybe that's what I you know, True. maybe there's there's more to him than that. Um, that's maybe he just really wants to go to Addis Ababa. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, Otisburg. Um, and then the, the finale mm-hmm. is is entitled Kara. Uh, the epic series finale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. The epic series yeah. finale brings back familiar faces and features a beautiful wedding. In the epic series finale, they've said that twice now in one description. In the epic series finale, mm-hmm. Supergirl is joined by familiar faces from the past. Again, this is uh, to help her stop Lex and Nixley for good. Meanwhile, Alex and Kelly prepare to walk down the aisle. Mikod Brooks, Jeremy Jordan, and Chris Wood return for the series finale. Oh, what's that? Monel's back with love. Uh-huh. Well, obviously, you know, I th- well, I think they're all there for the wedding. Probably, right? I think that's the probably that would be the probably slash the funeral. William's funeral. You know, it's a it's a double it's a double day. Oh man, funeral that's a rough morning, week in the afternoon. What a rough week. Keeping that church busy. Um, so it would obviously makes sense for James to be back and for Wynn even to come back for that. Yeah. Um. And so and Monel is back. Presumably also for the wedding, but also to be like, Kara, Saturn Girl really wasn't for me, and now that she's dead, probably mm. we should hmm. you should come with me to the space future, maybe, or 
come with me to the present space and we'll start the Legion of Superheroes together. It, maybe. it does say Supergirl is joined by familiar faces from the past to help her stop Lex and Nick Lee for good. Now, I agree that they're there for the wedding. 100% agree. But that would that would imply that they're going to help with the fighting while they're there. So I wonder, will we see two Guardians side by side fighting Lex and Nixley? I don't know because, um, well, technically Kelly has James's stuff, but she has the upgraded stuff yeah. from uh, from Brainy. So I guess it's a whole new outfit. So yes, I'll say yes. I think I think we might see. Why that. not? I think we might see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'm very excited for the next three episodes over the next two weeks, and uh, sad to see the show go, but excited to see how they end things. And that finale being named Kara, I feel like is a big hat tip to the notion that she will reveal her secret identity to the world. Um, so. I agree. And I, I was wondering if there was some kind of like a full circle moment, you know, with like the first episode of the show. So I looked at what that was called and it's called pilot. And I got to thinking like, that's not Kara's name. Mm. And then, but it's really not Supergirl either. And so what could pilot be a reference to? I wonder the pilot of the plane who are wondering, that's it. That's it. The pilot of the plane in which she discovers that she is going to be Supergirl, uh, at that time. Uh, and so, one, two, there you go. It's full circle, probably. Yeah. yeah that, Obviously, that, I know the pilot's called the pilot because pilots, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... pretty. Yeah. Virtually I, every I pilot like to, is named pilot. It's called pilot. Virtually right? every I feel like I just need to say that so I don't get a, an yeah. email. So people don't like, think you really think that it was the named after the airplane pilot, yeah. Correct. Or something else entirely. Or that? Yes, but anyway... Yeah, I don't know. But, Frank, this was a lovely talking to you, as always. Um, you already told everybody where they can find us. Yes, so and I already told them that you love say, my life. So. It's true. Is it reciprocated? Find out next week. <laughs> and until then, up, up, and away. <laughs>